You ready? And we are back on Buff Up, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Guys, I guess stranger things have happened <laughs> in the NFL in, in, in past years, right? Hell no. This is the craziest I think free agency has ever been in NFL history. I mean, key players for teams on Every division of the NFL are being traded, are being signed, are being swapped, like, for picks. It, it, it's crazy. And it, we talked about it last week. And, I mean, obviously, the, the big highlight here is how the Buffalo Bills are going to have to deal with uh, the Cheetah twice a year. Um, you know, so we're definitely going to talk about that. And, you know, look, there, there's a lot of speculation and you know, there's a lot of things we got to put to rest. Number one, I'm, before we start the podcast, Stefan Diggs isn't going anywhere, okay? <laughs> um, he's not going to Carolina, guys. He's staying in Buffalo. I think the team that they have right now, they feel very comfortable with. I mean, they're excited to get these young guys an opportunity to grow, to do well, and a, a chance for leadership, right? And I think that's something that we got to start taking into account with what's happening at the moment. And I think leadership is one of those things that um, I think Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott really are, they're, they're really trying to pinpoint in this offseason and going into next season. And I, I look at Stefan Diggs, you know, being the guy, as of right now, the only guy at the wide receiver position. Um, will they add more as far as like that top tier talent? Probably not. Um, Am I excited about Jamison Crowder? Absolutely. Um, I think he's electrifying. Uh, definitely never had his best years in the NFL due to the quarterback talent he was playing with. But give him the benefit of the doubt of being able to stretch the field. Not sure how he's going to be utilized in relation to the way Cole Beasley was, but he definitely does help stretch the offense, brings that speed factor um, You know that everyone's been dying for. Um, out of this offense, and you, you obviously only really get to see it out of Stephon Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie in, in, in past years. But now um, we have a situation where, uh, you know, speed is, <laughs> is, is meeting speed. And oh, holy moly, what, you know, the Miami Dolphins pulled was just absolutely, I think, one of the biggest blockbuster moves for a wide receiver ever. Um, but but let's let's be straight here, guys. I mean... Anybody from a talent perspective, I know, let's put aside all the off-field, whatever nonsense we can get into. I don't want to spend a time on my podcast talking about that. But what I am going to say is that from a talent perspective, you understand why Miami felt so desperate. They have drafted player after player after player. They've they've had coach after coach after coach. Um, and... It, it's it's incredible to see, literally, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins have basically mirrored what the Buffalo Bills have been doing um, with their organization to try to turn things around. And <laughs> it's it's a formula that 
I really believe the Buffalo Bills, you know, they take pride into how they're approaching everything, but um, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> they would like to do things completely under wraps. But, you know, it, it, in the NFL, everything's out in the open. you got to sacrifice picks, um, and, and the formula is out there. Now, what it took to pry Tyreek Hill, I think, obviously, was very drastic. But you can see this was something that the Miami Dolphins as an organization have been eyeing for a very long time, trying to find a guy for who they believe is their, you know, their, their franchise quarterback into a tag of Now I have my reservations about him. Can he take? can he take it to the next level? In my opinion, no, he cannot. There, there is an it factor that has to do with your physical ability and capability. Can he be very accurate and beat the bills once in, in, you know, in the season? Yes. He very well can, especially if the Bills decide to, you know, lay an egg like they did last year. Um, they almost lost to the Dolphins. You know, it was a very close game, and then they pulled away. But I'll tell you, um, this is a big move as far as the speed perspective. You got Raheem Mostert, you got Waddle, you got Tyree Kill. We can keep going down the list. I have a ton of respect for Devontae Parker and Mike Gusecki. Um you put any top tier quarterback with that team right now, they're a Super Bowl team for the next three, four years, for sure. Um, scary. So, as much as I want to sit here and, as a rival, be like, "Oh, you know, Miami's—they're—they're they're not going anywhere." The Miami Dolphins can very well be a playoff team now for the next three, four years, for sure. I, I definitely believe that. Um, I, I think there's going to definitely be significant improvement from Tua Tagovailoa. Is he a superstar at the quarterback position? No. Um, but we have seen in past years that you don't really need to be a superstar quarterback to sneak into the playoffs and make, you know, make some noise. Um, you know, Derek Carr is kind of one of those guys, right? He's not a superstar quarterback, but you know, he does what he needs to do, whatever the coaches ask him to do. And he executes to his best of ability and he's accurate. Um, that's something that you might see out of Tua, a situation that you're seeing out of the Raiders. Now, what the bills have to do is they really need to, in my opinion, look, I get it. Um, it's, it's Tua. He's not gonna be able to deliver the ball to, to Tyree kill. I think that's a crock of crap. I really do believe that you give a decent quarterback, time at all to, and, and you got Tyreek Hill open over the top. They're going to make the play. Um, doesn't mean he needs to throw an 80 yard bomb Tua can very well throw a 50 yard bomb, a six, you know, 60 yard pass, 40 yard pass. He can do it. Um, so the Buffalo bills, in my opinion, have to start assessing uh, some depth here at the cornerback position specifically. So we have seen, um, basically no moves at the secondary, they believe that, uh, you know, Tredavious White's going to come back 100%. And they strongly believe in Dane Jackson being able to fill that role for Levi Wallace. Taron Johnson's there. Cam Lewis is there. We have some opportunities that are that are open. And, and, it's, and I'm just wondering, and I'm sitting here like, who's going to be there to fill these voids in our defense now? Look, we'll, what we're going to get into... Um, you know, the Bills, you know, Super Bowl, you know, chances and all that. But man, let, let's let's talk about this, right? This is a hot topic. This is something that I think is polarizing to the NFL. I mean, it shifts the the number for Stefan Diggs, right? Um, on what the Bills are gonna 
look to pay him now. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation, speculation over his tweets, whatever. But this, this is a fact, okay? This is a fact. Tyreek Hill chose to leave the Chiefs. It's in reports. It's been proven. The Chiefs were going to give him $20 million a year. He was going to be one of the top paid receivers in the NFL. And he wanted more money. He wanted less taxes. He didn't care about the quarterback. This dude, guys, think about this. It, it, it's insane that someone who is on track, who will eventually be a Hall of Famer in the NFL, decides to leave Patrick Mahomes. You're telling me that you won't take a pay cut for a generational talent in Patrick Mahomes and you just want to go to South Beach. I, <laughs> I, I'm speechless because now, now that I know it wasn't really the Chiefs, excuse me, trying to send him out, they were trying to accommodate his request of how much he, you know, wanted to get paid and all that jazz. And look, I now after I'm seeing both sides here, where Tyreek wanted his money, and I know this is a Buffalo Bills podcast, but guys, the Chiefs have been a freaking thorn in our side, so we're going to talk about this, right? Look, let's get back to it here, Tyreek has problems with the Kansas City Chiefs and how they do business. That is the bottom line. Josh Allen signed a fat contract that is team-friendly. From what I am getting is that from the inside out, the Kansas City Chiefs are starting to crumble. And we are starting to finally see the beginning of it. Tyreek Hill might have been the first person to see the writing on the wall. When you saw Patrick Mahomes' contract, Travis Kelsey's getting older, he pieced together, well, you know, I can stick it out here. What happens if they just move on from Tua? We get a decent quarterback, kind of like a Trevor, Trevor Lawrence-esque. If that doesn't work out, you know, I don't know how they're going to do it without any draft picks, but <laughs> um, the, the reality here is they went all in for Tua, Tyreek believed in the situation, felt like he deserved to get every cent that he worked his butt for, and now the Kansas City Chiefs are they're they're going to crumble. They're going to crumble. Juju Smith-Schuster does not fill that void. Juju was always getting hurt, always finding a way to make a mistake, become a distraction. It's a fact. Now, McCole Hardman's going to have to get, you know, have to play a bigger role in the Kansas City Chiefs. And so is Travis Kelsey, which, you know, it, it's, it's going to be the first time I tweeted this. This is the first time in, in Patrick Mahomes' career for an entire season, he's going to have to learn. Well, maybe not learn, but he's going to have to force himself to play like a real NFL quarterback. <laughs> There is zero room for backyard football now. Juju will not be able to get you that separation across the field on, on, on the hit of a dime like Tyreek can. They're going to have to fix a lot about their offense in order to be 
as competitive with a lot of teams that are looking to basically pummel them, such as <laughs> the Chargers, the Bills, and now the Raiders. Guys, this, this literally shifts the power in the entire AFC. And now the Buffalo Bills have no excuse but to figure out how to win a damn Super Bowl this year. <laughs> that, that's, I, I mean, what else do you want? Nick Wright, in, in, in all his fandom expertise of the Kansas City Chiefs and, and everything that you know he knows they're capable of, literally was speechless, just, just had nothing to say of any value that the, that the Kansas City Chiefs can actually push towards the Super Bowl. He literally has them fifth or sixth in the AFC right now. This is this is this is huge, guys. Um, here's my prediction, though. Again, maybe some of you are going to have some bones to pick me. Whatever. Like, I really do believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are pressing to get DK Metcalf. It was a report. If that report comes out, even for a couple hours, it's real. They're exploring it. They were damn near going to give twenty million dollars a year to Tyreek Hill. I think they're ready to bite the bullet on someone like DK Metcalf, whom I vouched for <laughs> before this offseason hit. I thought DK Metcalf was going to not be happy with the situation in Seattle, and now that whole entire team is unraveling. Who knows what's next? But now the question is, how does Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins affect the Buffalo Bills? Because we got to face them twice a year now. First factor, uh, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a couple factors here. First factor I'm going to give you is it's Miami. Miami has been proven to be a location that is consistently gotten any athlete from any sport in trouble. And a guy, I don't want to get too much into it, but in a guy that's had some off-season issues, you know, some some off-the-field issues, um, planning him with a lot of money guaranteed in Miami. Um, <laughs> guys, I, that's going to be the biggest factor to me. If if Tyreek can overcome that and, and really stay true to, I guess, the person he wants to be, then he's going to do great. Now... The other factor is we'll see how he does in the system, right? We have no idea what this head coach is really going to formulate. There's no more Brian Flores. Let me tell you, if Brian Flores was the coach of this team with Tyreek Hill, I would be scared. He has been inching closer and closer and closer, and Brian Flores, damn, he, dude, that guy is basically a splitting image of Sean McDermott. Um, if there ever was one, you know, he just couldn't find what, you know, Sean McDermott found. And it was a a really good rapport with his GM and that that's a huge power struggle. I think that's something that, uh, at the end of the day will always be a rift in, in, in a relationship. You saw that with Doug Whaley in the past and Doug Marone and, you know, right now, the Miami Dolphins are basically trying to 
piece together something quick, something easy, something that makes sense to invigorate their players again and try to put Miami back on the map. This is either going to go super sour really quick or it's going to be something special. I mean, two <laughs> two picks in this draft, two very high picks in this draft, and, and, and the picks go on in the next year. Um, just so much draft capital for one player to pay him so much money. I, I don't know. Right. And you know, now the last factor is how do the bills match up against their speed right now? The bills do not match up well with being able to prevent them from stretching the field as far as the secondary goes. Now, as far as the front four, that's going to be very interesting because obviously what they have on the left at the left tackle, uh, bringing Armstead in from uh, New Orleans, that's going to be interesting to see how Von Miller responds to that. And we're going to see whatever, what else happens with the rest of the defensive line against that offensive line to get pressure on Tua. This is a very strong counter move. They're basically going to force the Bills to play them the way the Buffalo Bills played Kansas City. Rush four, play cover with play cover with the rest. So there, there's really nothing else to get into because at the end of the day, they're going to be as dynamic as Tua can be. And so far from what we've seen, Tua does not have an it factor that separates him from the pack. He is literally another season away from becoming a backup quarterback for the rest of his career if he does not grow and he does not uh, sustain another injury. That's a fact. Josh Allen has proven to be very durable. Josh Allen has proven to progress, 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 progress every single year in every aspect of his game. He took the next step. There's no more other step. It's just win the freaking Super Bowl. Like, like there, there's nothing else to talk about with Josh Allen. Um, everyone can refine their game. I get that, but there have been lesser quarterbacks than him. <laughs> and and Joe Burrow, getting into the Super Bowl and competing. So it goes to show you that game, you don't need to be a Brady. You don't need to be a Peyton Manning. You don't need to be a Drew Brees. You just have to be great to get in there and execute. So right now, if we're going to look at the rest of this offseason, everyone's hoping that the Bills can address running back and cornerback. We know that. Now, if you if you're deep down, you know you're worried about Tyreek Hill. Look, Patrick Mahomes was on a completely different level playing with Tyreek Hill. I want to get into this final point. He, we're about to see who Patrick Mahomes is, and we're also about to see who Tyreek Hill is. They like literally, it, it was peanut butter and jelly. Like you could not create a better quarterback wide receiver duo. Patrick Mahomes hasn't said anything on Twitter yet. There's some betrayal there. Now there's some bad blood there. And I really do believe there is. I believe it's, 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 it's the demise of Kansas city. Patrick Mahomes is stuck. Andy Reed is probably destroyed inside on how he's going to, be able to fill this void on this offense. 
Hell, I thought I definitely thought Travis Kelsey was leaving before Tyreek Hill. This is this is just wild, and you know the the. It's it's like what happened with Brady and Belichick. You know, we're we're literally about to see who was who was who it really was who made who. Was it Patrick Mahomes that made Travis Kelsey? Or was it or Travis Kelsey? Was it Patrick Mahomes that made Tyreek Hill? Or was it Tyreek Hill that made Patrick Mahomes? We're literally about to find out. Just like Brady and Belichick, who created who? I think a lot of you guys today will say that Brady made Belichick. And look, we're in a quarterback-driven league. I'm on the side that Patrick Mahomes made Tyreek Hill. Really am. I'll give you one example. How's Kareem Hunt, how's Kareem Hunt doing now? Kareem Hunt looked like a madman on the field with Tyreek Hill when he was playing with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you remember that, but Kareem Hunt would literally torch an entire defense the same way Tyreek Hill would. Off the, off the field stuff happens. His career goes down the drain. He does not return to play with Patrick Mahomes. He goes to Baker Mayfield, and they turn him into a power back. I don't understand how that happens. I don't know what kind of idiot decides to tell him to throw on, you know, 20 pounds and start pounding the football. It's just hilarious. I mean, <sighs> Mahomes, you put him on any team, he takes them to another stratosphere. But Mahomes is going to lose that deep threat. We all know that. He's going to lose that backyard football. And Tyreek Hill is, <laughs> he's going to have to slow down <laughs> to accommodate to his arm. Let's just be real. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting. Can he slow down and can he make Tua better, right? But let's get back to the bills here, guys. <laughs> Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, and Odell Beckham are still on the market. And... I don't think it hurts to bolster up the offense a little bit more. I don't think it does. I know we want to talk about cornerback. I know that's that's something we got to talk about. But if you're going to ask me who I want lining up, you know, across Stephon Diggs, I'm going to tell you if you're going to give me Gabe Davis or Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham Jr. or Julio Jones, I mean, I'm sorry, but. I'm taking them over. I'm taking them over him. It it just there's something about having that proven talent on the other side in the event something goes wrong that you really need that. And you know it, it's it's and it's no knock to Gabe. It's just there there still needs to be some more development from Gabe Davis as far as being able to you know get it to the next level. Um, you know it's unfortunate because you know it it, it may become one of those things where um, injuries may have to knock on wood, plague the team for him to really get his time to shine tremendously. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit here and say that he did amazing in the playoffs with Tyron Matthew out. I just think he exploited this, you know, the situation and, and he executed He did a good job, but you need play makers, people who can make plays when other playmakers are on the field. 
And I've yet to see that from him, but I've seen that plenty from Julio Jones, plenty from Jarvis Landry, plenty from Odell Beckham Jr. Um, but you know, th- those are guys that may be looking at $7 million on their next contract. So would the bills be able to talk them down to five or six, maybe four and a half? I don't know. It's, it's going to really depend on what these, you know, these guys want. Um, would Jarvis Landry want to come back to Miami now? It's going to be interesting. Um, but you know, for the bills, it, there's there's a lot to talk about now with the offensive line. Ryan Bates, they got to match the cover sheet of the Chicago Bears. Are the Buffalo Bills going to pull the trigger on that instead to protect Josh Allen? From what I remember Brandon Bean saying, we need to protect 17. That's going to be a priority in the offseason. Okay, then maybe the writing's on the wall that they're going to try to bring him back, but you know they did bring in Roger Saffold. They did not get rid of Cody Ford. So... Um, you know, it, it's a very interesting offensive line. You got Di- you got Deion Dawkins, right? You got Spencer Brown. You got Mitch Morse, and you know Saffold. So, um, it's going to be interesting. I, I really, we we all really loved what he did for the Bills. Um, and 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 it goes to show you that other teams are taking a very strong interest in him. Uh. So we'll see what the Buffalo Bills do. But look, guys, I mean, I know this was a very uh, Kansas City-centric podcast, but, man, it it has been, (laughs) so far, it's the two falls against Kansas City. And I'm praying it does not become another four-falls story. Um, This very well could be where the the dam is is, is constructed, (laughs) right? Um... Tyreek Hill is is in Miami now. Patrick Mahomes is no longer a big threat in the AFC. Um, this is this is insane, and the Buffalo Bills are now definitely the front runner to, to win a Super Bowl. I don't even know what to think right now. I'm still trying to digest all this, just like you guys. But let's just leave it at this, though. A great quarterback and a great defense win championships. That's all I got to say. Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, this was another podcast on Buffalo Rumblings on Buff Hub. I'm your host, Steve Vega. To all the first responders and um, military out there, I salute you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for all that you guys do. Um, hang in there. Stay strong, everyone, uh, with these very trying times and support each other. And let's go, Bills.